the second sermon of this series, Kingdom Church Agenda. And it's a clash of kingdoms. We are in a clash. Okay. This is so epic that in everything we do and think, it is a clash of kingdoms that is really taking place. There is spiritual kingdoms that is, that is at us. <laughs> and even being a Christian, Satan still want to take your mind and your thinking. Oh, you're saved. Your, 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 your soul, your spirit is saved. But where is your thinking? Because that is the sphere of influence that really controls our actions. <laughs> Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 and 15. We're going to read it. You're going to sit down. I'm going to go through it and, and exegese it. Amen. We started it. I'm, I'm going to take it hopefully get to the end of it today. It reads, And you who were dead in your trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, your sensuality, your sinful carnal nature, God brought to life together with Christ. He's saying, the way you used to walk, you don't have to walk no more. He said, you used to walk by your feelings and your senses, but now God has made your spirit alive, and you ought to be walking in the spirit of God. Amen. 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 Let, me, let me read on. Let me read on. He says, having freely forgiven us all our trespasses. Not some our trespasses. All our trespasses. Turn to your neighbor and say, all our trespasses. Our past, our present, and our future. See, you either save or you're not. <laughs> Let's go on. He having canceled out and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the note bond with its legal decrees and demands, which was enforced and stood against us, and it was hostile to us. This note with its regulations, decrees, and demands, he set it aside. He cleared completely out of our way by nailing it to his cross. Somebody else say hallelujah. Then secondly, God disarmed, took away their power, the principalities and the powers that was arranged against us and made a bold display, public example of them and triumphed over them in him and in the cross. Hallelujah, sit down. We're going to go back and hit that. Don't worry, we're going to get that. Amen. The thought that I want to bring to you this morning is 
Step into your blessings. Step into the blessing God has for you. Step into it. Step into it. Step into it. It's already been won. Step into it. Father, even now, allow your Shekinah glory to fall on us as we preach your word. Give freedom in preaching. Give freedom, freedom to hearing. Open up our spirit, our hearts, that we may hear what the spirit is saying. Lord, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Paul is writing to the church of Colossians, saying to them, the battle has already really been won. (laughs) Your battle in Christ Jesus has already been won. The problem is, is that we, and, and most of the church as a whole, that we think we're still fighting Satan when Satan has already been defeated and really our fight is really a fight of faith. I, I don't hear me. Listen, listen, listen. Jesus has already done everything he needed to do for your victory. The, the, the question is, well, why don't we have more power? Why don't we have more victory? Well, the truth of the matter is, is that we're still operating out of old thinking. We're still operating out of what we used to be. We're still operating and believing the devil more than we believe in God. But when we can't, listen, listen, your power, if, if salvation came by faith, then your power came by faith. Now let me, some of y'all right now, your mind is gone. After the prayer, you haven't heard nothing else I said. And the reason is because Satan fights you because he don't want you to know truth because truth will set you free. Isn't it funny how we get tired in church, then after church we get all this energy. But in church, we're tired. Why? Because because Satan don't want you to get the truth that will do something and it'll be a shift in your spirit. Listen, you got to work to pay attention in church. I mean, especially when the preacher said, while the singing going on, but, but when the preacher stand up, I be seeing y'all out there. But, but it's true, and I understand what is happening, is that Satan wants to make sure that even if you are saved, that you gain no territory, that you don't get what God has for you, that you stay the status quo. Somebody ought to get mad at the devil and say, nah, no more. Uh-uh, I'm going to get all that God has for me. Let me walk through this. Let me walk through this. Let me walk through this. He says, you were once dead in your trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh. And what he's saying is, he said, your sins, and because you was born with a dead spirit because of Adam and Eve, you were spiritually dead. 
When you are spiritually dead, even though you're a good person, you're still dead. Salvation is not based on how good you are. Salvation is on accepting what Jesus has finished for you. Now, if you really know Jesus, that ought to make you better. But don't ever think that you being good is adding anything to what Jesus had already done. Now, does that give you reason to sin? No, because the Holy Spirit in you will convict you if you sin. Listen, if you're saved, there is not condemnation on you, but God sure will punish you. You know, I did some things and my father whooped me. I was still his son, but being his son and that he loved me did not take away the consequences of what I did. Matter of fact, my mama made me go get my own switch. And I remember going getting a little tiny switch that was going to break. She made me go back and get a good switch so that she could whoop my behind. I know some of y'all, nowadays kids don't know that. See, time out wouldn't have worked for me. I needed a good... Because God loves you, God won't let you stay in your mess. Listen, even if you're spiritually alive, if you plant dead seeds, it's going to bear dead fruit. And some of us get mad at things that we caused. Just because you saved don't mean you won't reap the consequences of your action. Then we got the nerve to blame everybody else. And many times, I need to put a mirror you need to put a mirror right in your own eyes because we still, though we're saved, we're still doing the things of the world and think we're getting away with it. Now, you won't go to hell, but God will whoop your butt right here and now. Sometimes what we're going through isn't the devil. It's the, it's the consequences of what we did. You know, one of the hardest things to face is when it comes back and you got to eat the fruit you don't want to eat. But it's a familiar fruit because you recognize it's coming from what you did. Don't sit there like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All of us know <laughs> what I'm talking about, whether you want to admit it or not. You don't have to name it. But, but, but God will let you know the reason why this is happening, because it's connecting. Matter of fact, i tell you what, what hurts the worst is when I see it in my children. When generational things kick up. And God let me know, if you would have took care of it in your own life back then, it wouldn't, you wouldn't be... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Because we don't understand kingdom principles, we don't know how to walk in kingdom power. Because we don't understand that there's a, there's a, there's a kingdom of Satan, there's a kingdom of God, and when I begin to apply the principles of God, I'm going to get godly fruit. But even being saved, if I'm walking over on this side, even though I'm saved, I'm going to get the bad fruit that I planted. Because I planted bad seeds. And every day we make these, let me tell you how, how critical this is. Somebody told me, they saw me walking someplace, and this is what they said to me. They know me pretty well, and they said this. I saw a little boy all by himself, lonely, walking. As soon as they said that, it took me back to being a little boy by myself. And what developed out of that was a feeling is I don't need nobody. I remember playing football with Davey. Kinsale, where I walked home, nobody else walked that way. So it'd be nighttime, me walking to football because I love football, and I was gonna walk. And and it was a feeling like my dad was at work all the time, wasn't that close to him. My brother was doing his own thing, and he left uh, early. He went into the Green Berets at 16. So so I was by myself, and it was okay, cause. I click those areas off. And sometimes, without knowing it, that same spirit comes on me, and I still walk in the image that I have of myself sometimes. And as soon as this person said that, I knew what it was. What, is the, what are you walking in that should no longer be you? What has life tagged you with and named you with and God then took it away? Many times we act out of an image or a thought or a feeling that we need to get rid of. That's what it says. And they walked in the sensuality. Sensuality has taken on a new uh, meaning now that we think of, of, of sexuality. No, sensuality means you walk in yourself. You walk in the world edicts and, and fashion and concepts. And he's saying, that's, we was under the influence of Satan. You know what I realized? You are either influenced by the Spirit of God or Satan is influencing us. I can be a Christian, but my thinking is being influenced by Satan. Listen, there's only two kingdoms. So I'm influenced by one or the other, and Satan is doing his best that I don't understand kingdom principles, that you and I don't understand who we are in God, that we don't walk in power, that we don't walk in... There, there ought to be a sense of who you are, that, that when you walk in any situation, you know that God got your back. Now, now, hold on. Now, now, now that when I feel that loneliness, I say, listen, God got me. He promised me he would never leave me nor forsake me. Now, I can battle with the word feelings that come on me. I don't have to accept that. That may have been then, but that's not now. What is it that you are fighting? Because all of us are fighting something. This is a fight, y'all. 
And when you walk in kingdom, listen, the victory is already won. But unless we walk in it, we won't have victory in it. Hebrews 1, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 says this. It says, it says, the gospel was preached to them. Talking about the children coming out of Egypt. Coming, delivered. God, 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 God destroyed Pharaoh. He destroyed Egypt. He drowned them. He crossed over the sea. And here they are getting ready to go into the promised land like an 11-day journey. Yes, and because they did not accept all that God has done for them, that the same God can do more for them, they still said, we see ourselves in our own eyes like grasshoppers. Listen, not just they see us as grasshoppers, we see ourselves. And all they had to believe say is, do you know who we are? We are God's chosen. We are God's people. We can take these people, not because we're that bad, but our God is that bad. What is it that you are facing that God wants you to stand on what he, who he has made you, but you keep on surrendering to because you're used to it? You know what I, know what I discovered? Some of us want to stay stuck because we're used to being stuck. It's what we know. You know, it's a familiar spirit. So we stay in that familiar spirit instead of shaking it off. And if we shake it off, it got to flee. Just let me walk my way through this. What's this? It's a, what's this? What's this? God is so bad. He said, I brought you to life together with Christ. He said, not only is Christ in you, but you in Christ. So now, everything that Christ had that gave him power to walk, I have now placed in you. Don't say you can't when God says you can not you in your own strength, but you have all the Godhead abiding in you, which means that if you choose to walk in kingdom principle, God has already given you the power to do it. Let me show you. Let me, let me show you how good this is. Let me show you. So I, I was in my dressing room, and I was putting this on, and I asked, okay, I was thinking, what tie should I put on? Because I was thinking of the story of the little boy with his head down all by myself, and God said, put on the purple tie. And I thought, why the purple tie? And the word came back to me, it's royalty. I want you to remind yourself who you are. You know what we got to do? Remind yourself what God says about you. Matter of fact, you got to remind yourself Every day, you ought to remind yourself, I'm chosen, I'm elected, I'm God's child, I'm more than a conqueror, I'm victorious. I mean, I mean, wait, look, you, you ought to wake up saying it, because you ought to start saying it to yourself before the devil says anything to you. You know, have, have you ever woke up on the wrong side of the bed? Do you really know what that means? 
I woke up with an attitude. And what I said, and some of us think if we wake up with an attitude, we got the right to stay in that attitude all day. We go to work, say, don't mess with me today. <laughs> we tell the kids, y'all get on my last nerve. I'm about ready to kill somebody. Husband and wife talk to each other with an attitude. And we think we're justified. Whoever told you your attitude is saved? Whoever told you your feelings are saved? You know, uh, the word of God got to be so real that it begins to give edict and control to how we react, to how we live, to how we think. You know, you got, you got to push. Praise will help you push down bad attitude. If you spend a little bit more time with God, peace of God will come on you and, and take away those bad feelings. So somehow, we, we got to let Jesus become king. Listen, more than just in words, but in reality, that he begin to take over in our life. If, he, if this is kingdom, then there's a king, and Jesus is the king. Let me read on. Let me read on. He says, he counseled past tense. In our life that is a Christian, he counseled, he blotted out past tense, he wiped away past tense, the handwritten note. What is that? I believe it's the Ten Commandments. Why does it say the handwritten note? Well, don't you remember the story that Moses was up on the mountain and God with his finger cut out the tablets that he, with his finger, though God is spirit, he don't have a finger, but what it means that God engraved in the tablet, and it said, as though it was with his own finger, he wrote into the stone the Ten Commandments, handwritten. And what God is saying is, this is who I am. This is who I made you to be. And when you fall short of this, you're not being what I originally intended you to be. And because I'm holy, the decree, the legal decree is that the wages of sin is death. Which means that for the price of one sin, breaking the Ten Commandments, an attitude and thought and doing is, is separation from God. Death, spiritual death. Adam and Eve died. The only reason that they did not die physically because God killed the animal in their place. Listen, God is love, but he's holy. And being holy, God got to be true to himself. God, God, listen, it says that Jesus wiped it away. Somebody ought to shout right now. Justin came in the room, and, and the room got quiet, and, and I said, man, look at you. He thought I was talking about how he was dressed. You know what I was talking about? The red. When I saw the red, I said, the blood. See, whether you know it or not, you're covered in red. When God sees you, he sees you from head to toe in red. See, regardless of what you did last night, he God still see you in red. If you have accepted Jesus, when God sees you, all he sees is the blood. See, the only reason God has mercy on you is the blood. 
The reason why God don't judge you is the blood. The reason why you're going to heaven is the blood. See, you can't add to the blood. You either have the blood or you don't have the blood. You either covered by the blood or you're not covered by the blood. When you're covered by the blood, God said, I have thank you. I have counseled out. I have wiped away. I have removed condemnation off of you. Past, present, and future. Listen, you know that, that video we saw of the rapture? The reason why those people were left, because they had church religion and not relationship with Jesus. I don't care how churchy you are. If you don't know Jesus, <laughs> I don't care if your grandpapa was deacon of the church. I don't care if, if your forefather was the pastor of the church. If you don't know, matter of fact, in that video, I think it was some preachers left too. See, see, it doesn't matter what position you hold. Don't matter how gifted you are. If you are not covered by the blood of Jesus, if you don't know him, then when you die, don't think you're making it. Well, let me, let, me, let me stay right here. I, I'm going to move on, but let me stay right here. See, the reason you want to do right, because the reason that you're doing right, because that bears evidence that you are right in right relationship with him. See, if you act any old way, though you may be saved, don't nobody else know you saved, and you're not that sure you saved either. You can't tell me you can act like the devil and be assured of your salvation. You can't tell me. I don't care how much you shout. I don't care how many good works you do. You can't tell me you can have the devil all up in you, in your attitude, and you sure you're going to heaven. The truth of the matter is, I don't know if you say it because you act like it. And what's making it worse? You're not sure either. Well, listen, not walking in perfection, but you're chasing Jesus. Not walking perfect, but you love him. Not, not walking the dunt in the eyes and crossing the teeth. No, no, but, but, but he's the best thing. He, he's number one in your life. You can now be assured of your salvation even with your mess ups. Why? Because you're covered by the blood. You know you got the relationship. Let me move on. Watch this. He said, it was enforced. These demands and legal de decrees stood against us. And listen, was hostile to us mean that we could not do it. No one could walk perfectly. Listen, the Ten Commandments was given. Yeah, they are a moral code. Yes, they ought to be followed. Yes, but you're not trying to live up to something, to be something. It shows you you can't live up to it and that you're in need of a Savior. You know what that does? It put us all on the same level. I can't look up my nose at you because I'm messed up too. Oh, y'all, somebody didn't hear that. I think I need to say it again. How dare you 
act like you better than somebody else when your record not that clean either. You know, sometimes we, what we do is we, we, we judge people on the manifestation of their sin when ours is hidden. And we think we better because nobody knows. Uh-huh. Let, let me, can, 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 I, can, I, can I go here? Can I go here? So, so let me speak to the older saints. Some, some of the older saints get mad at young girls who got pregnant. But it's not the pregnancy that was the sin. It was the act that was the sin, and you just didn't get caught. Our people forgot that, that people forgot you've been married 30 years, but you got a son 32. Do the math. Do the math. And then, and then we get, we say, and these young people getting pregnant. Hold on, hold on, hold it, hold it, hold it. Did you wait till you was married? Because if you didn't, you ought to pray for them because they are in the same sin you was in. So why are you going to put your mouth on them now when you did it and you think you did it in secret, but it wasn't? You see how easy it is to get churchy? You see how easy? You know, so hold on, hold on, hold on. We talk about folks, the way they dress, but maybe that's all they got. You know, you know, you know, you know, if, they, if all they can't know is a nightclub, they're not going to go buy church clothes to come to church. And sometimes we can be more worried about how they dress than if they're saved. Let's get people saved. Then let the Holy Spirit do his work. And we helped them because we was once young too. We once, we got them. Don't ever forget your past. See, I got so much mess in my past, I can't afford to get a big head. I'm just surprised God chose me. I'm thankful. I'm humble. I'm thankful that God went through all my mess and saved me. He completely set it aside. He cleared it out of the way. Listen, and he did it at the cross. The last word that Jesus said is it is finished. When you go into the Greek, it is teleo. Teleo means complete. It means finish. It means the debt is paid. Did you hear that? It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like you are in debt, $200,000, and somebody give you the receipt and say, I paid all of your debt. Matter of fact, there's enough in the account that if you get in debt again, that's covered too. Hold on, you know what? 
some of y'all, if somebody did that to you, you start shouting. And we're only talking about money. But watch this. He did do that for you. And he's talking about your sin debt. How much more should we shout over the sin debt being paid? And there's enough, matter of fact, he not only paid your past and your present, but he paid your future. That's something I ought to shout about. That's something you ought to say, thank you. That's something that you could not have paid by yourself. That's what this is saying he did. That's number one. Number two, watch this, watch this, watch this. Move up, next verse. Did that at the cross. Anyway, God, through Christ, disarmed. That means he took the devil's power over you away. <laughs> that means right now, the devil has no power over you if you are in Christ Jesus. Listen, it don't say he's disarming. It says he disarmed. Passing. It's done. He did it on the cross. He said the principalities, I mean all the demons, all the power of darkness, it's power over you. Is gone. You don't have to stay in that. I don't care about family dysfunction. The power of Jesus has set you free. Listen, you don't have to do what daddy did. You don't have to be what grandpapa did. At some point, you got to make up your mind. It stops here. Let me, let me speak to some young men who got young children. I'm looking at children. Don't let Satan influence or tempt your kids with what he put in your life as a bondage. Make sure had a friend who who grew up rough, grew up in the streets, grew up in Philadelphia, grew up uh, just, 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 just all the way out there. Literally got in a gang syndicate and all of that. And, and in that lifestyle, he taught his little boy everything he knew. While he was in jail, his son was killed by somebody. Rival gang, rival syndicate, rival was killed. He got saved, but he never truly forgave himself for teaching his son what he was into. Hold on, hold on. He didn't know no better. When you come over in Christ, you gotta, there's certain things that if you don't put it in, in your life, Satan has a right to influence. Listen, not make, but to influence in their life. That's why we see generational things is, is, is influence. It's not power, it's influence. And listen, the way you deter that is, listen, Brick growing up, I told him everything I did so that he would know not to do it. Oh, somebody didn't hear me. I shared with him the stuff I got caught up in and told him the damage that it did to me. 
And I was, I said, and I'm not walking in that no more. So that my son would have a balance. Number one, he knew that I wasn't all that. Number two, he knew what God saved me from. Then he saw me to the best of my ability trying to walk before him as a man of God. Not perfect, but he saw at least I had a relationship. See, see, there's power when you know the Lord and your children see you walking with the Lord. Don't, listen, 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 listen. You cannot send your kids to church and they see you acting like the devil. They catch what they see more than what they hear. They catch it. People are catching stuff from you. They're catching the influence on you. They're catching the spirit that is, that is moving on you. And we think it stops with me. It never just stops with you. This is spirit. There's a class of kingdoms that is happening in our lives every single day. Oh, oh, there's power in the name of Jesus. Here David is, young boy, about 15, no older than 16, not even a soldier yet. And here the nation of Israel, God's people, God's anointed, God's chosen, delivered out of Egypt. God was supposed to be their king. God is setting up a kingdom. And instead of wanting God as their king, they ask to have a human king because they want to be like other people. Listen, God was going to be their king. And they said, no, we want to be like everybody else. And God said, I will give you what you want, but this is the consequences of what a human king is going to do. You rejected me, so therefore the blessings you could have, you don't have. Same thing happens to them. Every time you say no to God, you passed up on your blessing. Don't always think that the blessing coming back again. Some blessings are just gone. Okay, let's go a step deeper. Here David is, he goes out to give his brothers bread, and Goliath, he's a giant. And the nation of Israel is running from him because they don't or have not received who they are yet. This whole army, King Saul that was bigger than anybody else in the nation of Israel, should have stepped up. Somebody, so, somebody should have said, you don't know who we are? You don't know we're the children of God? And I think that that's a picture of us on an individual level that Satan's going to send, he's going he gonna to send wolf tickets. He's going to talk smack. He's going to talk all big stuff, show you your problems, show you the situation and all that. And, and the question is, is, what do you do in response? David understood. He was in the wilderness with sheep, and God was teaching him some things. He'd been in a fight with a bear and won. And he knew it was God. He got into a fight with a lion and killed the lion. 
He knew it was God. I wonder, have you learned anything from what you've been through? Haven't God taken you through your ups and your downs? Haven't you seen God is faithful and that he would do exactly what he said he would do? Haven't you seen that God will show up right on time? So, so watch this. So David said, hey, you talking smack. Let me talk a smack. You uncircumcised, you unbeliever, you dog who don't know my God. Do you know who you talking about? We are the children of God, and you're not just fighting against us. You're fighting against our God. Yeah. Let me tell you, when God's glory is at stake, you are in a win-win situation. Uh, did you know that God got his name on you? Do you know God got his name on you? Tell, tell the person that he got his name on me. He got his name on me. I'm his child. I'm his child. Now I said, and when I am standing, when you are standing in the right position, just wait on your victory. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. Listen, listen. Satan wants you to move out of position, but you stay in position. Let me say this for a second. You got to watch even the little things. I mean, I mean, the little thing for me today was wear the purple tie. And you know what? When I saw it, you know what went through my mind? That's right. I'm royalty. That's right. I'm ro what are you doing to remind yourself who you are? What are you saying out of your mouth that remind you what you are? Because what's, what's this? You will walk out of here, and what comes out of your mouth can cancel everything you heard. Listen, 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 listen. Somebody make us mad. Somebody, and, and, and Satan gobbles up everything I said. <laughs> but somebody ought to know that there's power in the name of Jesus. You're wrapped up. You're tangled up. You're messed up in Jesus. Somebody ought to know that he's everything. Let me talk to some young people. Man, I need to talk to some old people. You single and you looking for that man. You looking for a woman. If she's not in Jesus and he's not in Jesus, leave him where you found him. The reason I say that is that your blessing come in Jesus. So if it's not coming from Jesus, it must be coming from somebody else. You can friend befriend them, but you can't fall in love with somebody that don't know Jesus because Jesus is your all in all. So, so if Jesus is not their all in all, they can't give you what you need because what you need is from a spiritual basis. And what God has for you is for you. So don't let Satan slip in a dud when you're looking for a winner. That's not just in, that is in everything.
Let me wrap, wrap this up. God is trying to bring into us the blessings that he has for us. So I have to double check. You have to double check everything that comes. Because everything that comes is not coming from the Lord. <laughs> Hold on. If I don't see Jesus in them, then perhaps they're not for me. If, if I don't see how it brings me closer to Jesus and it t- takes my mind off of Jesus, then it's not for me. There's some things you can't afford to get tangled up in. There's some things you can't afford to be in your life. Now, it's a difference if I'm influencing them and they're coming where I'm at. But don't you let nobody pull you out of position. Don't you let nobody. Listen, your friendship is not that important to me that I lose my power and my influence to become your friend. I don't need your friendship that bad. I'll be by myself before I let somebody move me out of my spiritual position. It costs too much to get here. Costs too much. Listen, the best thing is in Jesus. Everything in him is good. My brothers and sisters, my sisters, that says we have already won. The victory is already yours. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's mine. The victory is already mine. He won it at the cross. He won it at the cross. It says, I'm in Jesus and Jesus is in me. Then I'm in the cross, so my victory is in Jesus. Lord, teach me. Lord, teach me how to walk in what you have for me. Somebody here today, you've been out of church too long. You know him, but, but you're not covered. You know, God did not make you to be a long ranger soldier. We're an army. We need one another. We need to encourage one another. I, I, I've been there by myself. I, 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 know, I know you could be a Christian and out of church, but I tell you what, when I joined the church, my growth started to take off. Because I was around other Christians going through struggles just like I was. You need me, I need you, because we're in this thing together. Somebody today, perhaps you don't know, and you're still considering Jesus, quit considering and ask him in your life. Today, preachers come. Preachers come. They want to pray with you. They want to pray with you. They want you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. They they want you to know that he's the best thing that could ever happen to you. Listen, listen, listen. 
okay, how strong you are, you need a savior. <laughs> he died for you, he rose for you. He was God wrapped up in humanity because he did for us what we could not do for us. He defeated Satan and all his ills. <laughs> Victory is my name. <laughs> Glory is before us. But you got to know Jesus. As the choir get ready to come, would you come? Would you come if you're here today? We want to pray with you. We want to talk with you. We want to make sure that you know Jesus. 